0: Hey everybody, welcome to day 152 of 15 Days to Flatten the Curve. Day 152 of the 15 Days to Flatten the Curve. It's another Saturday night, hope everybody's doing good. Tomorrow is church day. Hopefully, let me put out my spiel like I always do. See my shirt, kind of made that a tradition for Saturday night. If you need a place to go tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., it's our final 10 a.m. A Sunday service. The following week, we go to two services, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. and 11:15 a.m. But tomorrow, but tomorrow, it's 10 a.m. only. Now, listen, do me a personal psychological favor. Let's pack out the church tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Now, again, if you're going to a church that's taking your temperature on your way in, that makes you social distance, that you have to register or make a reservation at the church you pay your tithe to. You're going to the wrong church and you're listening to the wrong pastor. So check out 338. Um, what are we? 388. Eight, what's what's 3-3, three three, I, like, I sound like Joe Biden, 30330. Oh, three oh. <laughs> check out Foundation Church, Inglewood, Florida. What's our address again? 3385 South Access Road, 3385 South Access Road right here, Inglewood, Florida. Check us out. Be here if you want the gospel preached. If you're still into heaven and hell, return or burn, repentance, judgment, prosperity, healing, all that. We preach it all here. Be here. Don't go to a church that ever closed. Unless the pastor's repented of closing, you're going to the wrong place. So check out Foundation Church tomorrow morning. Be here. If you can check out our address, see how far you are away. If you're within an hour, you're within an hour and a half. This is the place to be. So, you know, this is, these are radical times. It really is. It's radical times. And it's time to make the change. If you, you know, it may not be our church, but it's, you got to find a church that stayed open. You got to find a church that maybe is open since, you know, we have a lot of people coming to our church that, you know what? They got sick of waiting. They got sick and tired of waiting. And then a lot of them too, it's not just that they got tired of waiting, they just were like, you know, they felt compelled, you know, to say, uh, you know, I, I can't stay any longer. I can't, you know, it's daggum June and my church isn't open yet. So three, three, eight, five South access road, be here, check it out. Google it, see how far you are away. Doesn't matter. Let's fill this place. Like we have been It's pushed us to having to do another service starting on the 23rd of August. So let's fill it up tomorrow. Let's continue on and babe hey, just a quick note on the when we do go to two services on August 23rd do me a psychological favor again and be here. Let's fill this place up. I got I had to be pushed for a couple weeks to even do a second service uh by my wife, by other people too. And um and so we're doing it, but let's pack this place out. I don't want to lose any momentum. it's God is good. Very thankful for where we are as a church, but once again, we put the address out one more time. Three, three, eight, five South access road, Inglewood, Florida. Check us out. Be here tomorrow. If you want a true gospel message, you don't need to make a reservation. We have never closed. We have never social distanced. We have never done any mitigations whatsoever. I've never, I have the church cleaned every Saturday, never did any extra cleaning, nothing. Not one second. Not ever. We had the news media on our, not our driveway, but our parking lot on Easter Sunday, shooting, you know, our people coming into the building. We were controversial because we stayed open. We're one of the very few churches in all of this county that stayed open. We're really the only church I know of that took absolutely zero mitigation measures whatsoever. We have no fear of coronavirus at all. Zero. So 3385 South Access Road, join us tomorrow morning. All right, onward. So like I said, Day one fifty-two. Remember what this was all about. Remember this is how they sold it, and all the churches caved. What's so funny is even after the fifteen days to flatten the curve, all the churches that closed stayed closed. And I still hear them espousing coronatology, the virtue of Anthony Fauci, and Deborah Burks and Neil Ferguson. And, and they're still espousing, you know, their their virtue as they expand. Nobody said anything about. A mask until June, and now churchgoers and conservatives are wearing masks. I mean, how much more of a bunch of sheeple can you possibly be? You know, so you know we had the after that 15 days. I mean, I, I never thought about closing for 15 days either, not for one second. But even the churches that did, so why'd you stay closed after you did your patriotic duty and you did you were a community, you know, partner and a good citizen. Following the experts. Why didn't you reopen after that? You know, here's the thing because it was never about 15 days. That was just a trial run to see if they could act. how much control that's what's going on right now. It's how much control will you let them have over your life? And the church had the opportunity of a lifetime to stand up and say, we will not close our doors. And instead the church, the church closed the church folded just like a cheap suit, right into a suitcase. And it's sad. And to this day, churches are still honoring. It's not just whether you're open or not. is if you honor the lie of the response to the coronavirus. It's not a matter of whether the coronavirus is real or not. Yeah, it's real. I don't give it any more than that. It's real. Well, Tom, it killed 150,000 Americans. It didn't. There's many, 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 I, I, my opinion, and, and this is not just an opinion. This is based on lots and lots of evidence and lots and lots of research. But the 150,000 deaths, you can take tens and thousands of those deaths off. Because here's the thing. How many of those deaths were people with coronavirus instead of people dying of coronavirus? All right, let's go right to Steve Deese. Let me read you some of these stats. This is from his latest video. I just screenshotted some stuff. Steve Deese from The Blaze. The median age of death is 78 of coronavirus, which is the average like life expectancy in the United States. That should shock a lot of people. I know I said this on Thursday, but I just want to reiterate it. Now look at the next part. Everybody is testing, testing. You see the Democrats and their acolyte media going after Trump all the time. You can bring it back to me at some point. <laughs> that, you know. You see the acolyte media at all times saying to Trump, you know, why is it that we have 150,000 deaths and other countries have this? Our median average of death per 100,000 is pretty much right in the middle. We're better than the UK, better than Spain, better than Italy, better than France, not quite as good as Germany, not nearly as good as Sweden, but we're right in the middle. So you put it back up there now. Now let's look at the test part. We have conducted 41 million tests. The Acolyte media, it's really the Democratic Party propaganda media. We have They're always saying to Trump, we don't test enough. We need more tests, more tests. We have conducted 41 million more tests than the next closest free country. I mean, come on, bring it back to me. So, I mean, how much more testing can the guy do? 41 million more tests than the next democratize the next free country period. How much more can the guy do tests? Don't do anything for, you know, again, you know, those of you who watch this all the time, know, because I tell you this, all the studies show that between six and 26% of the population will catch the virus in 2000, 2019, somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 45 million Americans had the flu. So how many people have had coronavirus with the flu? Because remember how the CDC does their stats. They're not, they're not counting people as dead from coronavirus. They're counting people as dead with coronavirus. If you look at their, their provisional death page, it's all people who have coronavirus with the flu, coronavirus with pneumonia, coronavirus with colds. That's how it's working. So it's lots and lots of people dying with coronavirus. Hence the reason why you see the average age of death of coronavirus is 78. Most people, if our average age of death period per year is 78, most people, the, the, the largest segment of the population, Actually, the largest segment of the population that dies this year would have been 78 years old. And that's the largest segment of the population that died of COVID-19 is 78. Both are 78. So that's why you don't see a lot more deaths this year than you had last year. Statistically, there's no more deaths this year than there was last year. And there's less than there was in 2017 with a pandemic. And I know a lot of you have heard me say this a bunch of times. But how is that not worldwide news? And, I, and I'm and i faulting. Listen, CNN will just lie. They're the acolyte media, media for the Democratic Party. I don't know which one's the chicken and which one's the egg, whether it's the Democratic Party feeding the acolyte media or the acolyte media feeding the Democratic Party. I don't know which one's the chicken and which one's the egg. It really doesn't matter. They're going to lie no matter what. We know that. But if you know, if you're Donald Trump, you're Mike Pence, other people in power. And you see that the average age of death of coronavirus is 78 years of age. And that's the average age of death every year in the United States. That's just send alarm bells up. And and you look statistically at the CDC website and you see that you have basically had the same amount of people total die this year as you did last year. Then you have a whole lot of people that are dying allegedly because they don't even test them either. But I'll go over both categories. So you have people that die with coronavirus that were tested, that they died of a stroke. They died in hospice. They died of a motorcycle crash. They died of a gunshot wound, all those different things. They got a blood draw. You know, I mean, the guy, the guy in Florida died of a, of a lightning strike. So they did a blood draw on the guy, probably while they were treating him, turns out that he has coronavirus. He dead before he ever got the blood test back. And they call him, they call they categorize his death as a COVID death. Now, So that's somebody who was actually tested, who died with Corona, not of Corona. Most people remember coronavirus is the virus that is so deadly that you have to be tested to know whether or not you even have it. That's how deadly it is. So you have people that were tested. You know, they died of a stroke, died in a car accident, died of a lightning strike, died of whatever, and they found out. You know, died in hospice. These are all documented cases by the thousands, and they died of died with coronavirus, not of coronavirus. So you have that, and they were actually tested. But that you don't have to be tested, according to the CDC website for doctors. You just have to suppose that they have coronavirus. So you have all of those two, the people who had a cough, people that you know. I'll read this to you later. The CDC's own head came out. Robert Redfield came out and said this week that yes. It's either this week or last week. He said, yes, there would be motivation for people to falsify death certificates. If there's a money, if there's you know, money to be gained by doing it, he actually came out and said it himself. If there, you know, if there's some sort of, you know, monetary desire involved, then people will falsify re- records. People will say, cause if he didn't do a blood draw, then how would anybody ever know whether they had COVID or not? The person's cremated, the person's in the ground. But you have the exact same amount of deaths this year as you did last year. That should end it all. Everything should. And this, this came out in June, by the way. June 1st, it was measured. June 1st, from the CDC. From January 1st to June 1st. The exact same amount of people died in 2000, statistically speaking. Slightly more this year. Slightly. But, that, and, but less than 2017, so that slightly means nothing. But it came out from June first from January 1st to June 1st. That there was no more deaths this year than last year, statistically speaking, that should have ended it. Just like, just like in the White House press room, when it was found out via the uh, USC um, Stanford USC study, LA County study that the virus has a 0.1 to 0.2 percent post-infection death rate. Why would you ever wear a mask? Why would you ever close your business? Why would you ever shut down the economy for something that has the exact same statistics as the flu? Why? I don't know. Put up the next slide for me. There we go. Here we go. Today is at the time. This was on the 13th. Today's the 15th. So today's 152. Today is day 150 of the 15 days to flatten the curve. According to Steve Deese. As of today, listen, look at these stats. Now only 3% of ER visits are for COVID-19. How many times have you seen people and heard people, namely Democrats were being overrun. It's, I mean, the sky is falling. The ERs are full, right? Oh no, the hospitals won't be, you know, we got the second wave has come upon us. There's a hot zone going on, right? 3%, put it back up there for me. 3% of ER visits are for, right now, today, 3% of ER visits are for COVID symptoms. Only 1.9% of active cases are hospitalized. 1.9%. Only 0.014 percent of Americans are hospitalized with COVID. This is your pandemic. This is this is your pandemic. Now, if you're, if I know, I get, most of the people that I'm that I'm talking to right now are I'm preaching to the choir. But there's there's obviously via the comments that I see every week people who are not the choir. This is your pandemic now. 0.01 percent of Americans are hospitalized with COVID, and by the way, that statistic is actually wrong. I love Steve Deese, but how he got that statistic was through positive tests. So, like, we've had like four million or something positive tests of COVID. So that's what he's basing it on. That's actually wrong, because you need that's not we. It's a minimum. All the studies, 6 to 26% of the population. Let's go right in the middle. Let's not even right in the middle. I'll list towards the 6%. 10% of the population has had COVID. So it's actually 33 million people. So it's way less than even 0.01% of Americans are hospitalized with COVID 19. So, all right, next. Let me put the screen back up for me. Only 0.7% of Americans are currently a positive case. Actually, that's the one. The first one was right. The 0.014% of Americans hospitalized with COVID is correct. That's off the overall population. It's the next, the next stat that's actually wrong. Only 0.7% of Americans are currently, uh, are currently a positive case. That's actually wrong. It's actually way higher than that. It's because that's just the most people And that, but he's going off of positive tests, positive in, in the state of Florida. Just as an example, you know, you have 22 million people and there's in, in the state of Florida, there's been somewhere in the neighborhood of 250 to 350,000 positive tests. Okay, You honestly think that's the total amount of people in the state of Florida? Most people are never tested, right? So it doesn't really represent how many people have had COVID. And you're like, Tom, you're preaching against your own argument. No, I'm not. My argument has always been how lethal is COVID-19, not how many people have it. I actually believe way more people have had it than many conservative pundits because I go by the studies, the USC study, the Stanford study, the LA County study, the Israel study, Miami Herald study, Boston Globe study, all showed six to 26% of any population will have had or has COVID-19. It's the same with the flu, by the way. People are always like, it's way more infectious. It's way more contagious than the flu. No, it's not. It's the exact same. If it's way more infectious, then why does every liberal use positive cases to do all their statistical data? If you use positive cases and you go, okay, in the state of Florida, you have 250,000 positive cases, positive tests, right? And you've had 8,000 deaths, roughly somewhere in there out of 22 million people. Then you end up with a much higher death rate, right? Because you're dividing you know, 8,000 by 250,000. No, you divide 8,000 by 10% of the population that tells you your death rate according to every study. And that will end up with the magical number of between 0.1 and 0.2% post infection death rate. That's how it works. That's how you do it. Every time anybody who's truly doing it, even the CDC did it. CDC has the post infection death rate at the, the, Actually, the recovery rate is 99.74% survival rate. They have a 0.26 post-infection death rate is, according to the CDC, 0.26. That's why we've closed down everything. I mean, look at those statistics. All right, from the Baltimore Sun. And this was written on day 151 of the 15 days to slow the spread. Maryland, this now, again, this was written on Sunday, August 13th. Well, it could be Sunday. I we'll have the wrong day on here, but uh, two days ago. So, written on Thursday. So, it's written roughly Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, somewhere in that bracket. So, on day 151 of 15 days to slow to spread, this is what happened in Baltimore, Maryland, according to the Baltimore Sun. Maryland opens on day 151, statewide hotline to report potential coronavirus distancing violations. Now that sounds like something that I read to you back in April, right? Or late March, maybe in the very first part of May. But here we are, August 15th, 2020, and we are still at a place where Maryland opens a statewide hotline to report potential coronavirus distancing Violations. But pastors, just keep your church doors closed. It's just about containing a virus, right? 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 Mask wearing Christians, mask wearing conservatives, it's all about containing a deadly virus, right? It's not about control. It's not about little Stalins running all over the place in the United States enjoying their day in the sun, is it? It's not about ushering in the beginnings of sorrows or marks of the the mark of the beast or anything like that, right? It's not your fight, right? It's not James 4, 7 for you. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Actively fight against the devil and he'll flee from you. Pastors and Christians where your churches are closed or you're still mitigating. See, a lot of people, we're open now so we're vindicated. No, you're not. You're not vindicated unless you admitted that you were wrong for ever closing to begin with. And I don't mean the church goers. I mean the church pastors. If your church pastor has never repented of closing his doors, he doesn't believe the Bible. And he, listen, he's a capitulator to the little Stalinist tyrants that are running over. This is day 151. This was done two days ago in the state of Maryland. They set up a hotline to turn in people who are violating social distancing rules. In a release, the state said the toll-free COVID prevention line is a joint effort between Maryland's Emergency Management Agency, who are now God. You know, remember, we were endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, right? The thing that Joe Biden couldn't say? Not anymore. It's places like Maryland's Emergency Management Agency, which was never elected. But pastor, it's not your fight. I know, it's, I know for freedom Christ came to set us free. Galatians 5.1 Freedom's not your fight though. This is all politics, right? They still can't have church in Maryland. If they do, it's still one of those you can have church but you got to be 10 feet apart from each other taking temperatures, social distance, alcohol gel stations. Make sure you register for the service. Make a reservation for the service. Those, those listen, churches like that are zombies. That's all they are. I've had people say this to me. They're lifeless. They go back and they're lifeless. They are. They're Watch their services online. Watch their Zoom services. I'm still seeing pastors come out with their goofy videos. I get them sent to me occasionally. The goofy videos about, well, you know, we met with the staff and we met and we decided to have another meeting. Then in that meeting, we're going to decide whether or not to have another meeting after this meeting. And then we're going to meet to decide when we're going to meet again to give you another announcement. I'm still seeing it to this day, five months, 152 days into the 14 days, the 15 days, whatever it was to slow the spread. Still having them still doing it, but no, you know what? It was, it was, you know, it's all about trying to keep people safe. You know, people don't want to come to your church. They won't. You don't need to worry about whether to keep them safe or not. Unless you're conducting church in a nursing home, you're good. 50% 50% of the COVID deaths in this country were people in nursing homes anyway. So the Amer- Maryland's Emergency Management Agency, Department of Health, and state police. This, was In a release, the state said the toll-free COVID prevention line is a joint effort between Maryland's Emergency Management Agency, Department of Health, and state police To about social distancing involving Gestapo tactics state police for social distancing cop for 25 years. I would never ever. I would quit. I vowed this before when I was a cop, I said, you know what? If they ever send me out to confiscate weapons, I'm gone, not doing it. I'm not going out there and confiscating people's weapons in violation of their second amendment rights state police to respond to concerns residents may have about people not exercising proper social distancing or otherwise not taking necessary precautions in the light of the pandemic. Any individual found violating governor Hogan's order could be charged with a violation of that order, which carries a penalty of up to one year in jail and a $5,000 fine or both day one fifty two of the 15 days to slow the spread. All right, well, we got Joe Biden and here's the thing. Who's the ones pushing all this? And I you know, and I know this gets a little bit redundant, but it just it's, it's the news. It's the news. So who's the one that's pushing all this? I mean, Trump had to be dragged, kicking and screaming. You know, to a mask to strap on a mask, and I don't like that he ever put one on. Believe me, and him and Kaylee McEnany calling them patriotic makes me vomitous. However, it not just vomitous; it makes me extremely angry that President Trump caved on the whole mask thing. Shouldn't have. He still kind of thumbs his nose at, it. and so is Kaylee McEnany. And I know there's some level of three-dimensional chess going on there, but still, never should have caved in any way, shape, or form. Because here's the thing. They never stop at the inch that you give them ever, ever. I I, I love the concern, the, the, the capitulating alleged compassionate, concerned conservatives and churchgoers who are out there saying, Oh, you know, I even heard Glenn Beck say it. I wear, I wear, and I love Glenn Beck. I do. I love him, but I'm just saying he said he wears a mask when he goes out because he wants to be compassionate to others. You know, he wants to be cordial to others, whatever is his words that he used you know, not, you know, not rude to other, whatever. I'm like, forget that crap. No way. You know, you don't, you don't endorse, you don't eradicate lies by lying. You don't eradicate lies by buying into the lies. Listen, you know, the way that they get rid of racism now is to do what? Institute racism. You, they if Saying black people, Hispanic, whatever, there's, say there's racism against them. Well, how they answer that, is to be racist towards white people. That's just ushering darkness in to judge darkness. And how dark, therefore, would that darkness be, according to Jesus, right? So I want you to know who it is that's behind all this stuff. Yes, there Republicans and churchgoers and pastors and Christians have capitulated, sadly and pathetically. But the people that are pushing this totalitarianism this tyrannical authority, this control over your life. That's what this is all about. Pastors and Christians, conservatives, mask-wearing Republicans. It is not about the virus. It's about controlling you. It's an experiment to see if they can control you. So you're telling me, Tom, they purposely put out this virus? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that an opportunity arose. You got to remember, I don't think they put it out because, the Democrats I'm talking about, because... At the beginning, they were like, this is no big deal. They were they were telling Trump that he was a, a racist and a xenophobic person for closing down tra- uh, travel from China into the United States. Pelosi, Schumer, Biden all called him a racist for doing it. Right? So that at the beginning, they didn't really know what this was all about. And again, I agree with the travel ban, and I, I agree with isolating people in nursing homes. That's what all that should have been done. That's it. Everything else should have just stayed wide open like it always is. So it wasn't that big it isn't that big a deal. I I agreed with the Democrats early on. It isn't that big a deal. But here's the thing. I want you to know who's behind now the totalitarianism, the tyranny, the little Stalins that are running around. It's not conservatives. There's yes, there's plenty of capitulation. Christian I mean Christians, conservatives are always afraid of what the media is going to call them. They're always afraid they're going to be taken down from social media. They're always afraid of the repercussions of standing up for what is right. You never gauge whether to stand up for what is right by the repercussions ever. You stand up for what is right, period. That's what you do. That's why we never closed ever. That's why we never took one mitigation measure measure ever. You never judge. You never go. You know what? Should I do what's right or not based on. You never make that decision. Should I do what's right or not based on what the repercussions will be? You just do what's right. And so a lot of times Republicans are going, if I don't strap on a mask, they're going to call me anti-science. Who cares? If I don't put out the black square supporting Black Lives Matter, they're going to call me a racist. They're going to do that anyway. They're going to do it anyway. It doesn't matter. You might as well just go hardcore because for the most part, that's what Trump does. It got him elected you might as well go hardcore because they're going to call you a racist and anti-science anyway. So who's behind all the totalitarianism now? Who is it? It's Joe Biden. It's the democratic party. Here's the, here's the uh, headline. Joe Biden launches swing state ad calling for nationwide mask mandate starting immediately. Play the video for me. We're seeing it again. The virus spreading out of control. The president once again failing to act.
1: Joe Biden knows we need to listen to medical experts and take action now. That starts by expanding testing, calling for mask mandates nationwide, starting
2: immediately, and producing more protective gear here at home. Fighting this virus and rebuilding our economy will take a president who's ready to lead.
1: I'm Joe Biden. And I approve this message.
0: So who's behind it? Look at the guy strapping on a mask. It's the final picture you get to see of him. So who's behind it? So Christians, conservatives, and Republicans, if you're strapping on a mask, send your money to the Biden campaign. Send your money to Harris Biden. And yes, I said that on purpose. Send your money right there. Because that's who's behind this stuff. That's who's behind the control. It's the Democratic Party. It really is. Let me read you this. Florida Sheriff tells deputies, not to wear coronavirus masks at work. Love this guy. Marion County Sheriff Billy Woods extended to the MCSO, Marion County Sheriff's Office employees, as well as visitors. Woods' order comes after last week's emergency ordinance from the Ocala City Council mandating, again, this was on the 12th. So this was day 149 of 15 days to slow the spread. Day 149. You have the Ocala City Council mandating that masks be worn inside businesses. Where were they in March? You know, you have Fauci and Burks now. They want goggles, face shields, and masks on everybody, right? None of that was said in April. None of that was said in May. None of that was said in March. None of that was said in June. That all started in July. That shows you that all of the quote-unquote science is bunk. And all these sycophants just buy right into it. We there is no other word but sheeple. When I drive, when I drive around town or when I'm going into a restaurant, I sit there and I look at these people going in. I, the other day, I was at a restaurant here in Port Charlotte, and people walked in, and each of them are listen. I'm chubby. I'm not making fun of their weight too much, but I'm just saying they're both like a hundo plus overweight. Strapping their masks on, they wear their masks all the way into the restaurant, sit down, take their masks off and eat, and then don't wear them on the way out. What sense does that make? And they'll call me a science denier. What I'll say to them is try a salad instead of all the French fries you eat. Step one, step two, your mask is doing nothing. You might as well just enjoy free breathing, the free air. Masks do absolutely nothing. And this sheriff got a hold of that information. Woods, the sheriff, ordered order comes after last week's emergency ordinance from the Ocala City Council mandating that masks be worn inside businesses. Mayor Kent Quinn vetoed the ordinance on Monday. Thank goodness. Now, why would the city council... In Ocala, Florida, and you can this is you're like Tom, you're just going local on us tonight. I'm not just doing local. I'm telling you, you can do this in any city that's doing this garbage right now in day on day 152 of four, of 14 or 15 days to slow the spread. Why would they do it? Why would they have to have what they call an emergency ordinance? Emergency. Well, okay, well, you know, of course, you know what I was gonna do with this, those of you who watch. Let's pull up the stats. For Marion County, Florida, of which Ocala is a city in the middle of Marion County, Florida. And I'm going to use the whole county, not just the city. What's the stats in this entire county? That they had to have an emergency ordinance to strap face diapers on every single citizen that goes into any business in the city of Ocala. Why did they have to do it? Why did they have to have an emergency ordinance? So I ran the numbers. They have a total of 108 one hundred and eight coronavirus deaths in the entire county of Marion, Florida. They have a population of 372,000. So out of, it's almost 373,000, but I'll go 372. 372,000 people, 108 coronavirus deaths. So, countywide, you have a 0.02% chance of dying of COVID. And of course... The usual 0.1 post-infection death rate. After, If you happen to catch it, you only have a 99.9% chance of survival. Emergency ordinance needed. This is going on everywhere in the country. And it's equally as logical anywhere you go. And that level of logic is none. It's all about control. These people. They got their they got their whiff of it and they can't get away from it. You can name you can go one name after another whether it's Gavin Newsom, Kate Brown, Phil Murphy, Andrew Cuomo, any Tom Wolf, Gretchen Whitmer, all of them they got a little whiff and all of these Democrats and there's Republicans too, they get a little whiff of control and they don't want to let it go. Because listen, I want you to think about it. How many political figures have been laid off how many people in the on the you know in the beltway in washington dc have been laid off political figures how many none so it doesn't affect them at all yet until the entire economy crashes and then they'll understand that they're actually getting paid by tax dollars that aren't being paid what's coming in instead of taxes right now this is absolute ready fact what is it what's coming in instead of tax dollars right now printed money there are no tax dollars coming in They've had 40 million Americans lose their job. There's no tax dollars coming in. They're printing the money. Eventually, that will reach the the politicians. They're just too stupid to understand that. They waltz around doing their continuing rolling lockdowns and mask mandates, actually causing either a global, national, or local recession. They cause it, and they think it's never going to touch them. But eventually... You hyperinflate your economy and you can't pay the politicians anymore. All right. From the blaze. Here's some real interesting mask logic coming out of the state of Wisconsin. Play that video for me.
3: All right. We read a couple of crazy bonkers stories about mask policies that, I mean, it's like if things are getting better in the country, but you wouldn't know it if you listened to these ridiculous rules. So the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, uh, they have decided, they have mandated that employees of that department have to wear their face masks, even if they are at home during Zoom meetings. So anyone who is on a Zoom meeting at the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources you need to wear your mask, uh, I mean, literally it says, also wear your mask even if you are home to participate in a virtual meeting that involves being seen, such as on Zoom or another video conferencing platform uh, by non-Department of Natural Resources staff. Set the safety example which shows you as a DNR public service employee care about the safety and health of others. Cause once again, Eric is over here losing his <laughs> mind. Once again, it's totally about the. Science and not at all about symbolism of how you right, appear.
0: That literally I'll sum up my facial expression while I was watching this because I caught myself on the side camera. It was like a... they're making people in the state of Wisconsin wear masks while they're alone at home in the midst of a Zoom meeting. And when they put out the reason for this, the logic behind it, again, there is none. It's so that you look like you have bought in so that you look like you have bought into their safety measures. So what does that do that? You can take that. And that's the logic behind every person, all the crazy Karens that are yelling at people in targets and Walmarts for not wearing their masks, all those. And they, they think that if you're not wearing a mask that you're going to, you know, they're going to catch the deadly plague from you with only a 99.9% survival rate but that's the logic is to look safe. It gives people an ideal to be behind. It gives them life in the midst of a lifeless life. It gives them a cause to be behind masks do nothing. Why? If they did anything, why would the state of Wisconsin be mandating that people wear masks alone in a zoom meeting? if they did anything whatsoever and then when people question them on they said well it's uh, this is my own summation it's strictly symbolic and that's all that it is and it's all that it is anywhere you go masks do not there, there's not one mask on planet earth that can filter out 0.06 to 0.14 microns which is the size of a coronavirus uh, particle. There's not one mask. not even an N95. N95 only goes to 0.3 microns. Sorry, and most of those, they've been outlawed, outlawed on airlines. You can't wear an N95 mask in an air, on an airline, on an airline flight anymore, because it's got a release valve, so you release all your sputations out into the world. Deadly coronavirus plague, right? So right here, on day, here's another article, on day, from Breitbart, on day 145, I figured it out in my head. Yeah, you're welcome. On day 145 of the 15 days to slow the spread, Gretchen Whitmer interviews for vice president. Now this is before Kamala was picked. Then after the interview, mandates self-lockdowns for people exposed to sore throats. Fact. I'll read it to you. This week after her session with Joe Biden, remember day 145 of 15 days to slow the spread. All the people out there, Tom and they, whoever else you want to name, all the other people that actually have a spine. Oh, you're crazy. You're a radical. You know, these are conspiracy theories. They're all just trying, Anthony Fauci is just trying to help us. It's not about anything that's underhanded. There's no undercurrent to this whole thing. It's all about saving people from the deadly plague. Remember? Okay, what do you think now? You know, all you quarantining, staying at home Christians who. Quarantined yourselves inside your home for weeks or months at a time. What do you think now on day 152 and on day 145? You still have Gretchen Whitmer after her session with Biden. Whitmer issued an executive order day 145 declaring racism in the state a public health crisis and mandated implicit bias training for all state government employees. She also tightened. On masks and self-lockdowns. And what have I been telling you for forever? Did you see what she did? All in one fell swoop. One executive order. I've told you it's the same thing. Systemic racism and the response to COVID-19. It's all one big, fat, juicy lie based on one big, fat, juicy lie. Which is what? Those of you who watch already know what I'm about to say. It's all based on taking a very low death rate, which is like systemic racism in law enforcement, right? Nine unarmed black men in 2019 killed by the police. 19 unarmed white men killed by the police. But that's beside the point. So the odds of that, when the the black population is 43 million people in the United States, 43 million, and nine of them were killed while unarmed by the police, you take that and you say, this could happen to you at any minute. Just like COVID-19, 99.9% survival rate, but oh my gosh, put a mask on! Save yourself! Lockdown, 99.9, so that's our only chance, only chance we have of surviving is 99.9! Ah! That's if you even catch it to begin with, right? That's what it is, it all gets packaged. She put it in the exact same executive order. Let me read it to you. Executive order declaring racism as a public health crisis, and then also tightens restrictions on masks and self lockdowns. Whitmer ordered individuals must self isolate 14 days if they are in contact for 15 minutes with a person who has a fever, sore throat, a new uncontrolled cough that causes difficulty breathing, vomiting, abdominal pain, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, and again, why? If, you, if that person did have COVID, what would happen? 99.9% of the time, nothing. Even if you catch it, and the odds of catching it are about one. If you are exposed significantly, the odds of you catching it is about one in 3,000. Facts. These are facts. What the Democratic Party and their little tyrant Stalinists all over the country, like Gretchen Whitmer, they love this. They love the control. They love that the church closed. She loves it. She hates the church. She hates the America. Listen, she hates Christianity. You see, you can't be a baby butchering monster. I, was, you know, I think it's I mean, it's not funny but it's funny. I see people on on my case about mixing politics with religion, mixing politics with Christianity, whatever it may be, calling me all sorts of names because I support Donald Trump because Donald Trump's immoral or whatever. All the while, they're all for the butchering of the unborn to the tune of one To 2 million per year in the United States alone. 42 million worldwide. Absolutely fine with it. Absolutely fine with killing that baby on the screen right there. Without thinking twice about it. And they want to talk about Trump's immorality? I'm sorry, you're disqualified. You want to talk about kids in cages? You're disqualified. You want to talk about immorality? You're disqualified. You want to talk about anti-science? You're disqualified. You don't think that that baby is a person? You don't think that baby's a person? Yeah, put that back up there. You know, that, that, that person right there, you don't think that's a person. The person's not a person? The baby's not a baby? And you want to talk to me about my immorality? You're disqualified. I'm sorry. And look, even if COVID numbers were real, which they're not, 150,000 deaths versus 1, one to 2 million per year in the United States alone? Worldwide, I think the COVID death is somewhere around 700,000, right? Out of 8 billion? But how many worldwide babies are killed in the womb every year? 42 million. I think we're up to right now. Currently, last time I checked, 26 million abortions this year worldwide. And you want to talk to me about my immorality or my lack of compassion or empathy? You're the butcherer. I mean, you compare. We'll, We'll stand before the judgment seat of God, right? What do you think God would think? You're for the butchering of 42 million babies a year. And I was somehow possibly wrong to some, in some statistical area about COVID-19. And you think you're righteous. I love the Democrats that come at me like that. Well, you lack compassion. We're all, too, we're trying to save lives. You're trying to save lives. Really? Democrats, you're trying to save lives. Who, who, you're trying to save grandma's life, right? You would have been fine with killing that exact same person in the womb, in the birth canal. Absolutely fine. Say grandma was you know seventy years old and you're trying to save her life right now right seventy years ago when she was in the birth canal you would have killed her without thinking twice about it. With me, all I'm saying is she has the right to decide. She wants to come to church, she can. If she wants to wear a mask, she can. She, she wants she wants to stay home. That's on her. Don't <clears throat> don't take date to me. The healthy that I need to try to keep other people safe. That's ridiculous. It's never happened before. Ever in the history of America have you quarantined the well to try and keep the vulnerable from getting sick. That doesn't happen because eventually you kill the vulnerable anyway by collapsing your economy. Gretchen Whitmer. Now here's an interesting video from Tucker, and I titled it, "No Happiness for You." Play the video for me.
1: Problem, Come on. You know what's going on. Anything that brings people together that unites us as a nation, that gives people pride in their country, must be stopped. Anything that causes division, fear, panic, anxiety, hatred, must be amplified. No matter how many kids kill themselves as a result, there's an election coming up. Here's Dr. Biden explaining the rules. (laughs) If I were president today, I would roll back the reopenings in a number of places and everyone, wherever there is a significant per- percentage of people with COVID should be required to keep social distancing and masks. Bars should not be open. There should not be congregations we'll out, of more than Joey, 10 people. Out. Oh, so after consulting with his advisors all of them political advisors, Biden has located the core of the problem. It turns out America isn't shut down enough. People might be tempted to go to church or have dinner with their friends or work for a living. Kids could wind up in school and learn things that haven't been pre-screened by Google. Somewhere a young couple might decide to take a walk through the woods without masks to enjoy nature and fresh air. And if things like that continue, happiness might return to America. We can't have that, not until people learn how to vote correctly. There you go. And that's what it's all about. Capitulating pastor,
0: that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You meeting people in the parking lot of your church, walking them in, taking them to the desk to offer them a mask, taking their temperature, requiring reservations for your church. That's what it's all about. Just send your money to Biden. Just go ahead and choose sides because that's who wants you to do those things. If you're strapping masks on your face, you are a Kamala Harris supporter. You are a Joe Biden supporter. That is who you are. Embrace it, love it, say it out loud because that's who you are. They're the ones put. I don't care whether you. I don't care who you allegedly voted for four years ago. That's who you are. It's based in lies. Well, I'm just doing it to try to keep people safe. That's a lie. And then by wearing the mask, makes you a liar. Look who's putting out one of the most grandiose liars in political history. From Sarah Carter, United States Postal Service is deactivating mail sorting machines ahead of the election. So we're talking about a mass mail-in election. So how does the deep state respond? By deactivating mail sorting machines ahead of the election. But again, capitulating Republicans, pastors and churchgoers, it's all about controlling the virus, right? Not controlling you. It's all about controlling the virus. They just want to do a mass mail-in campaign, mass mail-in voting. That's what they want to do, right? Mass mail-in election. And in the midst of that, you have the deep state deactivating machines that count that would count ballots. But it's all about controlling a virus, right? From Sarah Carter again, FEC Commissioner Ellen Weintraub, substantial to FEC Federal Election Commission. Try to say that quick federal election commission commissioner. That's a, that's her title. Typical government. Ellen Weintraub. she quote substantial chance. We won't know winner on election night, but it's all about controlling this deadly plague. Right? I mean, here's the story. This is the stuff I haven't covered much. And at some point I want, I would love to get deep down into the FBI corruption. At some point I will. But here's just a little snippet of it from the Federalist from yesterday. Kevin Kleinsmith, smith corrupt FBI attorney who falsified Carter Page FISA warrant, expected to plead guilty. Kevin Kleinsmith, smith a former top lawyer in James Comey's FBI, is expected to plead guilty on Friday, to, to um, yesterday, to falsifying a federal spy warrant against Carter Page, which he did end up pleading guilty. So here's the thing. What is that about? You can put his picture up as I'm talking. That'd be great. What is this about? I want everybody to understand at least the basics of it, because I want you to understand the Obiden administration. Yes, that was on purpose. The old Biden administration, Barack Hussein Obama, president, Joe, Joe Biden, vice president, their administration, what was going on and who is Kevin Smith? What happened was, is that they wanted to spy on the Trump campaign. They found an inroad. The inroad was a man by the name of Carter Page. What happened was, is Carter Page was a CIA operative who had numerous contacts in Russia. So what they did was go, hey, he's got contacts in Russia. So we can say, you know what? We can use the Logan Act. And that was, by the way, the suggestion of Joe Biden towards General Flynn, not Carter Page. But... They go, well, you know what? Carter Page has contacts with Russia, so we can say that he's a Russian operative, even though those contacts were through legitimate CIA ops. He was an operative for the CIA. What what Kevin Kleinsmith did was, the FBI sent an email over to the CIA and asked them, is Carter Page one of your operatives? They said, yes, he is. Kevin Kleinsmith changed it. To know he isn't. So what that meant was that they had somebody who has quote unquote Russian contacts, but for no legitimate purposes, giving them allegedly an inroad into starting an investigation in the Trump campaign. And now he has been charged and has pled guilty to doing exactly that. And hopefully he's the first domino to fall. I will at some point hopefully get deep, deep down into that stuff for you because you need to know the facts behind that. You really do because it's the corruption of the man who's running for president of the United States right now. I want you to look at this. Now I gave you a list a couple weeks ago. I don't know if I've got it right here or not. I gave you a whole list of things that I want you to look at. I don't know if I'll find it. Yeah, here it is. Groups and people to keep an eye on. I won't read them all to you, but Rockefeller foundation, the great reset bill and Melinda Gates. And here's the fourth one, the democratic party. Listen, the democratic party is evil. And there's church going people that send me stuff and go like, I'm a Democrat. You know, I consider myself a Christian wrong. Can't happen. You can't be a Christian and not follow the word of God. Since Jesus is the word of God. John chapter one, verse one, John chapter one, verse 14. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus, first John chapter five, verse seven, Jesus is the word of God. So if you saying, you know, you're saying, well, I'm a Christian and I'm a Democrat. Explain to me how you're a Christian in the midst of not following Christ, because in order to follow Christ, you have to be following the word of God, right? If Jesus is the word of God, there are three that bear witness in heaven, the father, the word and the Holy spirit. And these three are one. one first John chapter five, verse seven, right? So if you're a Christian, you have to be following the word because Christian means Christ follower, which means word follower. You have to be abiding in the word of God. If anyone abides in me, I will abide in him, right? So you have to be abiding, living in the word. So you say, I'm a Democrat Christian. Not possible. You can't because it's absolutely if you go to if you look at galatians chapter 5 verse 19 if you go to first corinthians chapter 6 starting in verse 9 lists of sin those sins that are listed are homosexuality which is supported and endorsed by the democratic party murder killing of the unborn before i formed you in the womb i knew you jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 right murdering people in the womb you cannot be in support of murder and ungodly sexual relationships and be a Christian. You can't. Well, yeah, but Democrats are for feeding the poor. No more so than the Republicans. I know that's what they always say, but they don't care. I don't care about the poor. If they did, they wouldn't have instituted policies that have kept people poor for decades. So I wanted to read to you the Democratic Party platform excerpts from it. Here it is. I want you to know, this is the 2016 Democratic Party platform. What does that mean? This is what they stand for, the Democratic Party. I'll read some of it to you. Reforming our criminal justice system. Democrats are committed to reforming our criminal justice system and ending mass incarceration. Number two, guaranteeing lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender rights. Regulation chapter 5, verse 19, Democratic Party Christian homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. I'm sorry. Neither will people have sex outside of marriage either. So God's an equal opportunity offender guaranteeing lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender rights. Democrats applaud last year's decision by the Supreme court that recognized LGBT people like other Americans have the right to marry. Oh, so you're a democratic party Christian who's in support of gay marriage. Align that up with Christ, the word of God, Jesus is the word. The Bible and Jesus are inseparable. There's lots of people out there following Jesus of their own creation. That's why it says in Psalm chapter 138 verse two, it actually says that God magnifies his word above his name because anybody can use the name of Jesus and then fill in all the blanks underneath it and create their own Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I'm a Democratic Party Jesus. Impossible, according to the Word of God. Impossible. The Word of God calls homosexuality an abomination and hell-bound sin. And you're sitting there going, "I'm supporting a party that wants that did and is responsible for legalizing marriages between a man and a man and a woman and a woman, appointing judges." We appoint judges who defend the constitutional principles of liberty and equality for all and will protect a woman's right to safe and legal abortion. So you're a Democratic Party Christian who is all for and voting for people who kill other people. There they are. That is a person with their thumb in their mouth. And according to the entire Democratic Party platform, you can butcher that person up until the very moment they are born next up, securing statehood for Washington, DC, horrible idea. It's not, you'd have to amend the constitution to do it, but they're too stupid to recognize that combat climate change, build a clean energy economy, Ocasio-Cortez and secure environmental, ju- environmental justice on and on and on. I could go. I won't bore you with it. Kamala Harris. This is interesting. I had to be brief on this part to get to some of my other stuff tonight. But Kamala Harris, this is from eight twelve from PJ Media, is also on record saying she believes the women who accused Joe Biden of inappropriate touching. She said it here: "quote I believe them and I respect them being able to tell their story and having the courage to do it." Harris said, "That's what you call being a feckless, principless person. You're allegedly typical Democrat." You're allegedly in favor, right, of women's rights. Now, out of the 42 million babies aborted worldwide every year, how many of those are women? Uh, 21 million. 21 million, and, but allegedly you're for women's rights. And right here, she's while she's running against Biden, she supports the women. I get what's it now. I want someone to ask her that direct question now. What's it now, Kamala? Do you support the women now? Let's look at some of Biden's accusers, shall we? During the 2008 election cycle, Allie Cole was helping run a reception for about 50 people. After Biden arrived, she was introduced to him, and according to Cole, Biden leaned in, squeezed her shoulders, and delivered a compliment about her smile holding her for a bit too long. There's been a lack of understanding about the way That power can turn something that might seem innocuous into something that can make somebody feel uncomfortable, says Cole. The next accuser is Amy uh, Lapos, a Democratic Party political activist. A Democratic Party. It's got to be bad. If a Democratic Party, not a member of the Democratic Party, a Democratic Party activist. Who claimed that during a 2009 political fundraiser in Greenwich, Connecticut, for U.S. Rep. Jim Himes, then Vice President Joe Biden touched her inappropriately. It wasn't sexual, but he did grab me by the head, La Post told the Herald-Current last year. He put his hand around my neck and pulled me in to rub noses with me. You want to do a little, what's that, an Eskimo kiss? Is that what that is? (laughs) Rub noses. uh, She calls that non-sexual. She's obviously a member of the Democratic Party and an activist. Rub noses with me. When he was pulling me in, I thought he was going to kiss me on the mouth. I never filed a complaint, to be honest, because he was the vice president. I was a nobody, LaPost said. There's, there's absolutely a line of decency. There's a line of respect. Crossing that line is not grandfatherly. It's not cultural. It's not affection. It's sexism and misogyny. Biden has also been accused by by two. I don't know what this is. The grammar in today's articles are so bad. Biden has also been accused by two sexual assaults. Oh, they're right. I'm wrong. Sexual assault survivors of inappropriate touching. Get this now. Four years ago, at the age of 19, Caitlin Caruso, a survivor of sexual assault, spoke at an event on sexual assault at the University of Las Vegas when Joe Biden was also attending. Lucky her. Lucky her. You put those up there while I'm talking. That's good. Caruso says that after sharing her sexual assault experience, Biden rested his head on her thigh. Back to me. Caruso says, after she shares about her sexual assault experience, Biden rested his, not his head, I said head, hand, I'm sorry, Biden rested his hand on her thigh, even as she squirmed in her seat to show her discomfort and hugged her for, again, just a little bit too long. It doesn't even cross your mind that such a person would dare perpetuate harm like that, she said. These are supposed to be people you can trust in 2016. Sophie Koresik was one of 50 sexual assault survivors who appeared on stage with Lady Gaga at the Oscars after the ceremony. She's blessed again. Here comes creepy Joe. Koresik shared with Biden a story about a college student who committed suicide after being sexually assaulted and Biden, according to the ultra conservative Washington post Bezos owned, Washington post hyper-liberal Biden, according to the Washington post responded by clasping his, her hands and leaning down to place his forehead against hers. She says it felt awkward and uncomfortable having their faces mere inches apart. And she didn't know how to respond to it, but she just described it as Biden crossing a boundary. The next accuser. Yeah, it goes on. I can go listen pages, pages, The next accuser is DJ Hill, who met Biden at a 2012 fundraiser in Minneapolis, Minnesota. During a photo op with Biden, he put his hand on her shoulder and started lowering it down her back, making her feel very uncomfortable. Hill's husband noticed Biden's maneuver and protected his wife by putting his hand on Biden's shoulder and telling a joke. A former White House intern named Vale Yant. Also came forward last year and she claims that in the spring of 2013, while trying to exit the basement of the West Wing, she was asked to step aside to allow for Joe Biden to enter. After moving out of the way, Biden approached her to shake her hand and introduce himself. During this encounter, she says, Biden put his hand on the on the back of her head and pressed again. It's the same stuff. Press his forehead to my forehead. Who does this? And called her a pretty girl. She says she was shocked by the incident, describing it as the kind of inappropriate behavior that makes women feel uncomfortable and unequal in the workplace. Former Nevada State Assemblywoman Lucy Flores claims that Joe Biden touched her inappropriately and kissed her on the head during a 2014 campaign rally. On and on it goes. And then you have the full-blown... And then there's Tara Reid in 2019. She said that Biden used, used to touch her inappropriately while she was a staffer in, his office, in the Senate office in 1993. He used to put his hand on my shoulder and run his finger up my neck, Reid said. I would just kind of freeze and wait for him to stop doing that. She later expanded on those allegations claiming in March, 2020, that Biden sexually assaulted her by pushing her up against the wall, kissing her and sliding his hand up her shirt and skirt. And Kamala has no problem now running with the guy. She says she believed these women before. What's going on now? That's the democratic party. Absolutely. Principleless, absolutely. Principleless. And I'm not going to get into this today. But you also need to be reading about the, the Biden-Sanders unity platform. I'll get into that next week. All right. Dinesh D'Souza tweet. Look at this one. If you put that one, there you go. Look here, Democratic Party logic, not wearing a mask, murder, killing a baby, perfectly fine. Just like I said, Metro Nashville councilwoman wants people not wearing a mask to be charged with murder or attempted murder. So I guess any time that you get into a car then you need to be charged with attempted murder cuz car crashes are way more deadly than the coronavirus. The odds of dying in a car crash is way higher than dying of of coronavirus. So that's Democratic Party logic though. But again, and you're like Tom, you're always picking on pastors and churches. That's because we're supposed to be the strong ones. What do you have living on the inside of you just a question? What do you have living on the inside of you? According to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit, and you can't stand up to a 99.9% survival rate, a 0.1% post-infection death rate. You can't stand up and keep your church open for that. You can't stand up and not wear a mask while I'm trying to be considerate to other people. Forget those other people. Stand up for the truth. You can't do that. Those are your leaders right there. Those are the people espousing the logic that you bought into as a Christian, as a conservative, as a Republican. You bought into people like that who said that people who aren't wearing a mask should be charged with murder or attempted murder. Come on. From Dan Bongino, United States Postal Service, Pennsylvania mail-in ballots may not be delivered on time. Again and again, this is what they want. Oh, it's all about being a a good neighbor and a community partner, you know, get my mask out. Hey, hey, governor or emergency management group, you know, I'm pastoring this church down the road. What do you want me to do to reopen? I'll do anything you want. Oh, you want me to grab my ankles? Okay. You want me to grab them further down? Okay. Whatever you want, I'll do. No, it's all about the. It's all about unseating a duly elected president by doing an entire mail-in election and look at this. Mail-in ballots may not be even delivered on time. They already know it. It's August. The election's November 3rd, and they're already saying they can't get the job done. The Democratic Party will, will espouse that mail-in elections are perfect. Dr. Fauci said, this was yesterday. No reason people can't vote in person if carefully done. Don't agree with the last three words, you can ju- but he said, there's no reason people can't vote in person But yet, what's the Democratic Party trying to do? Everybody vote by mail so they can corrupt the election. Judge Kavanaugh, I want to run these two stories together. I want you to see this. This is from yesterday from the Gateway Pundit. Judge Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, rules against George Soros Connected Open Society, preventing foreign funding. George Soros was suing. What's the agency name? The... Uh, Agency for international development Uh, agency for international development. George Soros was suing them over what he wants United States money for his various actions all over the world, right? Well, Brett Kavanaugh ruled judge Kavanaugh rules against George Soros connected open society, preventing foreign funding when no policy is in place, opposing prostitution and sex trafficking as required by law. What Soros wanted to do was get his money without having to put out any sort of rules saying that where this money is going, will there, there'll be policy in place that prevents sex trafficking. So Soros is going, you know what I want the money, but I don't want to put in place practices that prevent sex trafficking of children and prostitution. I want the money, but I don't want to put those policies in place. That's what's happening. And he just got his butt waxed by Brett Kavanaugh. Great job, Brett Kavanaugh. And listen, you're like, well, that's not, you know, again, you know how much money Soros gives to Planned Parenthood? Take a look at this video. kind of managed that. They kind of
3: Right. Mm-hmm. We see people from I mean every walk of life. So oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, like we for a while we were treating like all the girls at Paper Moon and like you know, no. various places around wow. town. So it's uh, good. No judgment, no sharing of information. Uh, some of the girls they are now like fourteen, fifteen. I mean you can get birth control testing like oh, any wow. anything without a parent. The only thing it requires over 18 if they're a minor is an abortion okay. but there's also ways that judicial bypasses we can get around that if you guys ever need it if someone is a minor and they don't want their parents to <clears throat> you know, have their parents insurance so an abortion would show up oh, you yeah. fill out paperwork um, and we help you kind of set it up and then you we have a, a specific confidential hotline that will call you at whatever number you give us and handle the whole thing
0: all right back to me so, I want everyone to amazing, make sure that you understand what all was being said there he said, we have 13 or 14 year olds that are in need of abortions that are in need of sexual health. Um, they have sexual health issues and where there may be in need of treatment, including abortion. She said, basically they'll do all this stuff except for abortion. But we also have ways around that too. And the only people that will have to be notified when a child sex worker, remember she's talking to the pimp. When a child sex worker gets an abortion, the only person they've got all the paperwork to get around ever having to notify a responsible adult they have ways around that. But the only person that gets notified is who the pimp. That's exactly what was said by planned parenthood, your taxpayer dollars, 600 million less because of Trump. Great job. President Trump. Your tax dollars go to the institution that a pimp goes in and says, listen, I've got 13 or 14 year old sex workers and they may get pregnant in any way that I can get a abort- that they can get an abortion. And the only one that gets notified is me answer from Planned Parenthood. No problem. We got ways around that. We got ways around you having to notify any parents. And the only person that will get notified is the pimp. And George Soros is trying is suing. The International uh, Agency for International Development, because we're refu- the United States is refusing to give him money. Why any money would ever go to George Soros, I don't know to begin with. However, he's suing the government because we're refusing him to give money, give him money until he puts a policy in place for baiting prostitution and child sex trafficking. He doesn't want to put those policies in place. Ooh, I wonder why, Georgie, I wonder why. I wonder why, once again, from the Washington Examiner, NBC, ABC, CBS, and CNN show zero results for reports on a five-year-old white child, ale- not allegedly, a- I'll put allegedly now, and it's until proven guilty, executed by a black 25-year-old neighbor. A little bit of old news, but I just wanted to say, first of all, an honor to the young man who died, absolutely executed, five-year-old in the street of his own neighborhood executed by a black man. I don't really care about the color. Here's the thing. What would it be if it was the reverse though? Yeah, you can put that picture up that's good. What would it be if it was the reverse? What would it be if it was the reverse? What would happen right now? That's, that's the thing. If it was a white perpetrator killing an innocent black child, what would be the result then? ABC, NBC, CBS and CNN. You do a search on their website as of eight twelve. You can't even find the freaking story at all. Think about the hypocrisy involved in that. Fox from Fox News from yesterday. MSNBC, CNN mostly ignore Trump's major Israel UAE peace deal during prime time. Both networks are increasingly avoiding favorable headlines for Trump and unfavorable headlines for Biden. So if it's unfavorable, that's for Biden. That's out. If it's favorable for Trump, that's a, you know, how huge. This deal is, you know, how huge. That deal is Trump negotiated a deal between Israel and the nation of the United Arab Emirates. You know, I mean, it's huge the United other nations, you know, whether it's Saudi Arabia, United, um, Yemen, United uh, Arab Emirates, hard to say that for me anyway, United Arab Emirates. those, Those countries are getting more and more terrified of Iran. That's the problem. They're terrified of Iran. Trump goes in and brokers a deal between an Arab nation and Israel. Doing a great job. In a lot of areas, I'll tell you what, Trump is killing it. I wish he did better on Corona. I really do. I think he knows the truth now. I think he's trying to steer the ship slowly. You know, I love him voting for Trump for sure. Absolutely. Without any question, I believe Trump is going to win in a landslide, but Just open this country. Do it. Just take the step, man. Just take it. Sweden, the whole thing. Ignore Fauci. Ignore the Democrats. The the media is never going to paint you in a positive light anyway. Ignore them and open the whole country. And he can't, the president can't do that anyway. It's the governors that have to do it. And there's so many states that are controlled by little Stalinists that he can't do it. But that's the verbiage he should be putting out. All right, Glenn Beck, I put this video out there. Glenn Beck on vaccines. Play this one for me.
2: Hey, some great news from USA Today. Three doctors argued um, in USA Today the coronavirus vaccine should be mandatory and tax penalties, higher insurance premiums, and denial of many government and private services ought to be considered for those refusing the shot. I'm quoting, while the measures that will be necessary to defeat the coronavirus will seem draconian, even anti-American to some, we believe there's no alternative. Simply put, getting vaccinated is going to be your patriotic duty. There is no alternative to vaccine-induced herd um, immunity in this pandemic. Broad induction of immunity into the population by uh, immunization will be necessary to end this pandemic. Um, This is an article that was published on August 6th. Uh, its original subhead, defeat COVID-19 by requiring vaccination for all. It's not un-American. It's patriotic. Mm. The original subhead was make vaccines free, don't allow religious or personal objections, and punish those who won't be vaccinated. Oh. They are threatening the lives of others. They are uh, saying now that when the vaccine is uh, is ready, um Uh, they the conditions that prohibit uh, a vaccine need to be rare. Private businesses could refuse to employ or serve Mm -hmm. unvaccinated individuals. Mm -hmm. Schools could refuse to allow unimmunized children to Mm -hmm. attend classes. Public and commercial transit companies, airlines, trains, buses could exclude uh, refusers. Mm -hmm. Public and private auditoriums could require evidence of immunization for entry. Uh, there needs to be a registry of immunization and it will be needed with the names entered after immunization is completed everyone should be issued a certification card papers please this is horrifying absolutely horrifying everything is proceeding as i have foreseen it
0: <laughs> there you go back to me i had to go i had to wait for that to get in let it run a little long, but I had to wait for the end. I just, I love the, uh, emperor, um, <laughs> from star Wars. Um, had to, had, had, I had to wait for that to come in. But anyway, we, everybody hear that. And again, see, where do you draw the line? It's all about, right. I, I love the the pastor came out recently. All I want to do is talk about Jesus and not politics. Mark of the beast is the Bible, which means that's about Jesus. Okay so again for those christians that you know you never repented did you you know you quarantined back in march and april you quarantined, and now you're justifying it even in the midst of things like this what are you going to do when they knock on your door for your vaccine and what are you going to do are you ever going to repent will you ever change You ever going to say that you were wrong, that you never should have quarantined pastors that you never should have locked your churches down, that you're wrong for social distancing, that you're wrong for being a compassionate mask wearer, a courteous mask wearer, right? Are you ever going to admit you're wrong? Will you ever change? Are you just going to keep on holding on all the pastors? Well, you know, we want to open safely, safely from what safely from a lie. It's all a lie. It's not a deadly plague. And look at where we're going. And there's still pastors and Christians that are still not seeing it. Or, you know, it's not even that they're not seeing it. They're living in denial. Not the good kind of denial. Let him take up his cross, deny himself and follow me. Not that kind of denial. It's the opposite of denying yourself. It's pride going before destruction. Well, you won't admit you are wrong. You are wrong to ever close your church. You are wrong for stopping from going to church. You were wrong for social distancing, wrong for closing down your business. Dan Bongino today was up at the gym. I can't remember the name of it in New Jersey that stayed open. They had to kick their own door in. Their own city council barred their own business with board, boarded up their own business, shut their power off, shut their water off. It's like Atlas Gym or something. I can't remember it. There it is. Hey, put yeah, put that up there, buddy. You're, awesome. You're awesome. Here they are doing it. That's where Dan Bongino was today up there or yesterday. It was I can't remember whether it was yesterday or today up there doing deadlifts. Yes, it was yesterday. Cause I saw the <laughs> playing the video yesterday doing deadlifts, right? It's still just about a virus, right? I mean, that's, that's all that it was about really. And now you have people talking about mandated vaccines. Are you for that now? You, are you like Kamala Harris? Remember when you used to be against mandated vaccines? Remember when you used to read the Bible? Remember when you used to read you know, the book of Revelation where it talks about the mark of the beast? And you used to be concerned about things like that and now you're praying for a vaccine? Well, a little bit later in that exact same video, some more information came out. Play that video for me.
2: Uh, now looking to embed vaccine records directly under the skin of children. Oh, Along, along with a vaccine, a child will be invecti- <laughs> uh, injected with a bit of dye that is invisible to the naked eye, but easily seen with a special cell phone filter combined with an app that shines near-infrared light onto the skin. The dye would be expected to last up to five years, according to tests on pigs and rat skin. Um, The development of this idea, which the article proudly noted, avoid using iris scans that might violate privacy. And it's been funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, What a surprise.
0: There Mm. you go.
2: It's all about caring for disease, right? All about
0: keeping people healthy, right? All about keeping grandma safe. That's why you still get pastors. You're still sticking with. I'm a community partner. Listen. There is no fellowship between light and darkness. Do not yoke yourselves together with unbelievers like Bill and Melinda Gates. For what fellowship does light have with darkness? Right? What does it have? What fellowship can light have with darkness? None. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse 14, read it for yourself. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers For what does righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? It can't. But yet you're a community partner closing your church down. You're putting a thermometer on your own church members foreheads on their way in. You're mandating. You're buying right into exactly what the government tells you to do. And just like with vaccines, I have never social distance. I will never take a vaccine. I have never locked down. I will never take a vaccine. Period. Can you say that? Nah. Well, you can still repent and say, you know what? I was freaking wrong. Listen to this. I read this to you a little while ago. I'm just going to read part of it. This right there. What were they talking about? A digital die that keeps a vaccine record so that your child can go into school and be read by an infrared meter. Sponsored, lo and behold, shockingly, by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Shocking. And people like conspiracy theory. Conspiracy whack job. It's not whack job. That's a confirmed study. That's going on right now. It's a confirmed study. Nobody's hiding it. Do you realize that people don't have any clue about the mark of the beast if they're not saved? Most people don't. There are some people. There's some well-read people like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, a devout atheist, really, is publicly espoused that Jesus is coming back because he has some knowledge of the word of God. What about you, Christian, that quarantined yourself? Scaring the crap out of your kids for no reason? Quarantining your kids to keep them safe? Safe from what? you ever look at any statistics and data? Do you ever looks at, look at facts and logic? Why why am I quarantining myself? How deadly is this? Do I really need to buy in? No. You never did. That's why I never did. I'm fine. We've not had one COVID case here. We have 200 plus people a week in this building. Jam, we're jam-packed full. And we need a jam-packed full tomorrow too. But here's the thing. Speaking of Billy and Melinda... A biometric digital identity platform that evolves just as you evolve is set to be introduced. I read this to you about a month ago in low-income remote communities. Of course, that is the Bill and Melinda Gates milieu. They love to go where they cannot be watched. Then they already got kicked out of India after maiming 496,000 children. Fact. Look it up yourself. He do, I I can't believe a man of technology thinks that people will never look it up, but he, he's right. He, pastors are community partnering with Bill and Melinda Gates, with the Gates Foundation. Tom, you're awfully hard on pastors. Darn right. Judgment begins at the house of God. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 17 and 18. Read it for yourself. A biometric digital identity platform that evolves just as you evolve is set to be introduced in low-income remote communities in West Africa. Fact! Thanks to a public-private partnership between Bill Gates-backed Gavi Vaccine Alliance, MasterCard, and the AI-powered identity authentication company, Trust Stamp the program which is which was first launched in, to, in late 2018 will see trust stamps digital identity platform integrated into gavi mastercards wellness pass a digital vaccination record and identification identity system that is also linked to mastercards click to play system that powered by its a- that powered by its ai and machine learning technology called new data facts absolute facts. I'll read you, uh, Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18. I'll read. I'll just start in verse 17 and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Well, I just wanted to be a community partner and use wisdom with this whole COVID thing. What wisdom, what wisdom trumps the word of God ever. What wisdom trumps the word of God ever? Name it. Show me the Bible verse. Jesus is the Bible. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The word was with God. And the word was God. In the beginning, the word was with God. Tell me how your wisdom trumps the word of God. If you have a deadly 99.9% survivable plague out there. You can't keep your church open by simply saying, and I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you, whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. You can't do that. Well, I believe the Bible, but I also believe in using wisdom. That's not a Bible verse. That means that's antichrist. That's adding to the word of God. The word of God should be your wisdom. Even if it violates your wisdom. Your wisdom is galactic stupidity in comparison to the word of God. Romans chapter three, verse four says, let God be true and every man a liar. So your wisdom is lies in comparison to the word of God. Simple as that. And you couldn't just stand in the midst of a 0.1 post-infection death rate. You can't even stand then. What happens when you starve to death without their digital tattoo? Chicago looters attacked Ronald McDonald house with sick children inside, but it's all about systemic racism in law enforcement, right? They attack a Ronald McDonald house. What's that got to do with George Floyd? What's that got to do with cops killing black men? Seattle city council approves plan to defund the police. Carmen best, their chief resigned over this department slashes jobs and salaries. And you know who's getting cut there? All the black officers. Because it's all via attrition. Whoever got hired last gets fired first. And they've had mass hirings of minorities in the Seattle Police Department. They're all being fired now. Good job. Good job, Democratic Party. As always, great job. Todd Starnes, 814, Black Lives Matter, orders white residents to move out of their neighborhood. Play the video for me. I don't know if he's really yelling at a person you know or he's this? yelling at a building. Do you know that? It's equally effective. Do you know people like you came in here and basically hold
1: all the land to uh. the black
3: people for blessing what it was worth taking them out so you can live here. Do you know that? Yes. Do you know that? Because yes. if you don't, now you fucking do, now do something about it. Whoops, yes. sorry about the profound job. Don't worry.
0: Hey, you bring it back to me. I mean, it's basically, it's even hard to describe anything like that. I don't know what he was real who he was really yelling at. But one thing I wanted you to notice, you know, they all have masks on, right? I would not want to have anything in common with people like that at all. Antifa, Black Lives Matter. No, thank you. But they're all ardent mask supporters. Just like you, virtue signaling Republican. Who wants to be courteous to others? Who wants to save grandma? Grandma can save herself. She doesn't want to be in public. That's up to her. Mitt Romney supports people like this. There he is. There's stealing from Dan Bongino. There's old mittens out there with Black Lives Matter. Mitt Romney marches with Black Lives Matter. Protesters becoming first GOP GOP senator to join them. So you might as well, listen, you might as well be that. If you're going to strap on, everyone in that picture's got their masks on. Faithful mask wearers, even though they're smashed in right close to each other. And masks do nothing. But yet they've all got their masks on because symbolically it makes them feel like they have a cause. They have something to get behind. Something to give them meaning in life. From Todd Starnes, 811. Professor says, 2 plus 2 equals 4. Reeks of white supremacist patriarchy. You know why that is, don't you? Play it for me. Everybody. There you go. That's why. Everything's racist, right? Brooklyn College professor Lori Rubel says that equations like two plus two equaling four reek of white supremacist patriarchy. She says the goal of math should be about nurturing people and protecting the planet. Harvard candidate Kareem Carr also says that math should be reevaluated, reevaluated because it was primarily developed by white men. So since it was developed by white men, two plus two must be wrong. Here's an interesting one for the Oprah-loving Christians out there. Play this one for me.
1: Oprah Winfrey. What the hell happened to her? Loved by Americans, especially women, (laughs) a lot of white women, who helped her become a multi-billionaire. But she doesn't need you anymore, and she's done giving out those free cars. Instead of joy... She is throwing around guilt at white people because of all of our white privilege. There are white people who are not as powerful as the system of white people, the caste system that's been put in place. But they still, no matter where they are on the rung or the ladder of success, they still have their whiteness.
0: That's a scene. your Oprah. Bring it back to me. There's Oprah. You know what that is, Oprah. That's racism. You don't solve racism by instituting more uh, racism. It doesn't work at all, ever. But you know what her motive is? Play it for me. Everything is racist. Every thought you have is a KKK dream. Everything is racist.
1: Is the there
0: you go. Imagine reversing the roles. Imagine if I put in the word blackness everywhere she put in the word whiteness. Imagine what would happen. Keep that video ready for me because it's coming again. New York Post 88. NASA to remove offensive names from planets. Woo. We're in a great place in this country right now, aren't we? Things are just going swimmingly. Just going swimmingly swimmingly right now. NASA to remove offensive names from planets and other heavenly bodies. New York Post 88. Under the new rules, the Eskimo Nebula, discovered in 1787 by William Herschel, will only be referred to as NGC 2392. Now the so-called Siamese Twins Galaxy will likely will likewise be known only as NGC 4567 NGC 4568 as the scientific community works to identify and address systematic discrimination. What is systematic discrimination like Gresham Whitmer called racism, a public health crisis, crisis, right? Crisis. So again, it's, it's the same thing here. This scientific community works to identify and address systemic discrimination. What does that have to do with science? Exactly. Somebody please tell me that because I know logic gets in the way of my beliefs, but I would love somebody logically to explain that to me. Systemic race discrimination and inequality in all aspects of the field. It has become clear that certain cosmic nicknames are not only insensitive, but can be actively harmful. Explain to me how Eskimo nebula is actively harmful, but butchering a baby inside the womb is just fine. Democratic christian right oh you, you, you're well I, you know I, I believe in being kind to people if they're born i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't want to be actively harmful like if i ac- accidentally said eskimo nebula or siamese twins galaxy those are racist you're a racist the agency said in a news conference, NASA is examining its use of unofficial terminology for cosmic objects as part of its commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know why they're doing this? Ready? Because everything is racist. Everything is racist. Every thought you have is a KKK dream. Everything is racist. White the promise the stream? There you go. And sadly, that's where we are. (laughs) And the people running for office right now on the Democratic side, there they are, (laughs) the most flattering pictures. (laughs) From Dan Bongino, 813, with Kamala as Biden's VP pick, the Democratic ticket is now for gun confiscation. We put there Kamala on the podium. There she is. During her own failed campaign for president last year, Harris was one of the only candidates to blatantly support confiscating tens of millions of legally owned firearms, according to the Washington Free Beacon. So gun confiscation. Again, you can try to vaccinate me if you'd like. And you can try to take my guns if you like. It won't go well. I'll just put that out there for you. All right, it's 10-10. I should let it go. Listen, I love you guys. I appreciate you watching. Look at right here, Foundation Church. Who's watching right now? Ashley, I see you on there. God bless you. Eric and Mandy, God bless you. Glad you're on. Hey, Douglas, my brother, Gina. God bless you. Hey, Lori, Petrina. God bless you. See more lots and lots of names on here. Hey, John, God bless you. John G., Hey, Lynn from church, love you. God bless you. Like and share this video as much as you can. Daryl from church, love you. Hey, Rhonda, God bless you. Hey, Steve, my brother, love you, man. Yeah, Atlius, Jim, appreciate it. Hey, Alex from church, love you, brother. God bless you. Hey, Richard, God bless you guys. I'd use your full name so you knew I was talking to you. Put your state so you'll know who I'm talking to. I love you guys. I appreciate you watching. Again, 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. Google it. See how far you are away. Let's set an attendance record at Foundation Church for a single service tomorrow. Because next weekend, we're going to two Sunday morning services. This is our last one ever at 10 a.m., be here tomorrow. Google it. See how far you are away. Drive here and join us. If you want the gospel, I will be thundering it from the pulpit. If you want to hear it, bring it. If you've got guts, listen, only the strong survive this church. This is not a watered down arc style church where you're not going to be doing life alone. This is gospel. This is Bible. This is heaven and hell. I preach about judgment. I preach about hellfire and brimstone. I preach about repentance. I preach that you can lose your salvation. I preach about healing that God wants you healed every time and prospered every time. It's called full gospel. Full gospel. If you want that tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., be here with me. There's our acronym right there. Foundation Church, Inglewood, Florida. Be here. Let's pack it out. Pray with me. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. We pray for the healing of our country. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Lord, we pray that tonight in Jesus' mighty name. And the church shouts, Amen and Amen. I love you guys. I mean it. I love you big time. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.